Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the I Can't Sleep Podcast with Benjamin Boster. If you're tired of sleepless nights, you'll love the I Can't Sleep Podcast. I help quiet your mind by reading random articles from across the web to bore you to sleep with my soothing voice. Each episode provides enough interesting content to hold your attention and then your mind lets you drift off. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. That's I Can't Sleep with Benjamin Boster. Garnell Moore and Paige Rinkowski. Tales of hauntings, murder, and scary mysteries. Every week, Twisted Twos dives into a pair of uniquely terrifying true stories that are worthy of a more in-depth look. For this week, we focus on the mysterious disappearance of a young boy named Garnell Moore and the abduction and disappearance of Paige Rinkowski. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos. Number 1. Garnell Moore From the time he was young, Garnell Moore had a tough life. Born in Baltimore, Maryland, Garnell's mother had already been in prison since he was a child while his dad was homeless. The boy moved from house to house, living with family members before landing in his grandparents' home. Garnell, for the most part, made the best of his childhood and would sometimes visit Trina Morton, his aunt. After living with his grandparents for some time, Six-year-old Garnell was taken by his aunt from his dad's side, Belinda Cash, even though she didn't have legal custody. Once inside her home, the boy was never placed in school. Hardly anyone even knew that the boy existed, not the legal system, social services, or even strangers. 
Around August of 2002, his aunt Trina saw Garnell playing outside Belinda's house and asked if the boy could visit her that weekend. Belinda agreed, but unfortunately that weekend Trina had gone into labor. She asked if the visit could be postponed to the next week. However, Belinda said it wasn't a good time for her since she was moving. After this, Trina never heard from Garnell or Belinda ever again. While she tried to call several times, the number had been disconnected, and Trina looked for Belinda using her new address she gave, but it turned out it was a fake one. Later, when Garnell's dad visited Trina, he reassured her that Belinda still had Garnell, and he said he saw him a year after Trina last saw the young boy. Trina received a number in 2005 belonging to a relative of Belinda's, but when she called that, she was told they hadn't seen Garnell with Belinda for years. Trina continued to look for the boy. Since he wasn't registered anywhere, she couldn't ask for help from Child Protective Services, though. Then around June of 2005, she received Belinda's possible address. She finally found her in public housing, and Trina immediately asked for Garnell, but Belinda lied and said he was on a field trip in Virginia. It was suspicious since it was summertime. Four years had passed since Trina or any credible family member last saw the boy. Garnell was finally reported missing in July of 2005. Police questioned Belinda and she said she couldn't care for the boy anymore after falling on hard times and left him behind in front of a social services building. Authorities inquired from the workers of the building to see if they remembered encountering an abandoned boy in front of their building but no one could remember seeing him. The old home where Belinda once lived was thoroughly searched then. Police even used scent dogs, but nothing was found. Belinda passed a polygraph test, and police said she had no serious crimes in the past or any history of neglect or abuse. They continued to remain in contact with her, but couldn't charge her with anything. Trina and Garnell's family still hope he's alive somewhere, there's only one photo of Garnell as a five-year-old child. The rest are artist renderings or age-enhanced photos of what he might look like now. There are speculations as to what happened to the boy. According to investigators, it's possible he is alive somewhere. It's also possible someone saw him on the street that day, took pity on him, and so he was unofficially adopted by a family. Others say Belinda likely sold him to someone wanting a child of their own. Aside from these stories, no one has any idea what happened to Garnell Moore. Police are unsure whether Belinda did anything to hurt or kill him, but yet they still have no clue what happened to the young child. Number 2. Paige Rinkowski On May 24th of 1990, 30-year-old Paige Rinkowski from Lansing, Michigan took her mother to the Detroit Metro Airport so she could visit Paige's sister, Michelle. The airport drive was an hour and a half away from Lansing. After dropping off her mom, Paige met up with a friend at a park in Canton. After that, she headed to a store to buy some beer. This was at about 2.30 to 2.45 p.m. She soon got back on the road to head home. Her fiancé was playing a softball game and she wanted to catch it. She had only a 30-minute drive home left from the store, but Paige never made it home that day. By 6 p.m., police found Paige's car. 
1986 Cutlass on the side of the road. Its lights were on and the keys were still in the ignition and the engine also running. The passenger's door was locked while the driver's side was unlocked. Inside the vehicle were Paige's shoes and purse. At first, the vehicle was handled by the officer as an abandoned car instead of a crime scene, so it wasn't processed. It was simply tagged and then towed away. Police ran a check on the car, though, and found out it belonged to Paige's mother. They called her and left a message, but since her mother was out of town, the voicemail went unanswered for some time. When Paige's sister and mother didn't hear from her after she dropped her mom off at the airport, they called her fiancé, Steve, to see what happened. He was asked to check the messages on the mom's phone at home to see if someone left any information about Paige's whereabouts, and that's when they found out about her vehicle being towed. The next day, Steve met with police, and by Saturday, authorities decided to process her vehicle as a crime scene. They recovered fingerprints as well as a few palm prints, but that was it, and these prints never generated any matches. Witnesses later came forward saying they saw Paige on the busy interstate talking to a man. Up ahead was either a black truck, a red cargo van, or a white pickup truck, depending on which witness you ask. There were also witnesses saying they saw a man leaning into Paige's vehicle. Six months had passed and then police got a letter with an enclosed map. Cold case detectives revisited the letter and map in 2011, leading them to excavate a property in Conway Township, but nothing was found. Many believe Paige was abducted by someone pretending to be a police officer or someone of authority. Curiously, the year Paige was taken, a woman came forward saying she was pulled over by a man flashing a police badge around the area where Paige's car was later found. Although there were persons of interest in this case, No strong suspect has ever been found. Cold case detectives aren't giving up, though. But in 2017, Paige's mother, Artis, died without knowing what happened to her daughter. A memorial was then set up for Paige and her mother the following year. And today, the mystery of what happened to Paige is still ongoing. So there were two of the most strange and mysterious stories around. The world can be a crazy place, and Twisted Twos is sure to show you why. If you like this video, then please remember to subscribe to our channel and consider supporting us on Patreon. We have new videos coming out every Wednesday and Saturday for you to check out. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you soon.